Accrediting Excellence, the international authority for professional coaching and mentoring, proudly presents both sides of the coin. In today's podcast, we're in for a treat. We'll be getting some top tips on how to have tough conversations with clients, as well as talking about the benefits of using behavioral assessments and communication tools. Welcome to Both Sides of the Coin, a podcast produced by the IAPC and M. We're a leading accreditation body and our aim is to increase public confidence and to raise industry standards by enforcing a vigorous accreditation process that ensures the quality of professional coaches and mentors. The podcast is aptly named Both Sides of the Coin because we talk to both a coach, mentor or resource provider and one of their clients to explore both sides of the mentoring coaching intervention. What works and what doesn't. As a proverb says, iron sharpens iron. Before we get started, let me introduce myself. I'm Jenny Butter, your host and an accredited senior coach. I've been coaching for eight years, mainly in the area of career transition and life coaching. Joining me today are Ken Keyes and Murray Lengel. Ken is a global authority on behavioural assessments and an expert at leadership, purpose and wellness. He's authored over 4 million words of content, including 500 articles, 4 books and a dozen assessments. In essence, his aim is to help others live out their purpose at work, in leadership and in life. Murray Lengel uses Ken's behavioural assessments and communication tools and he runs Two Eagles Coaching. He's an executive and business coach who isn't afraid of having tough conversations with those he's working with to produce great results. Welcome both of you. Welcome Jenny. Ken, I'm going to start with you, then I'm going to flip over the coin and speak to Murray. Okay, Ken, tell me about yourself, please. Well, this is my 31st year in the professional development field. I actually grew up as a dairy farmer. So that's pretty close to what I'm doing now, right, Jenny? Oh, very (laughs) close to that, absolutely. I started in the training development as a sales trainer, and then I got involved with CRG, interesting enough, very similar to Murray, as a licensed associate, where I started to carry their behavioral assessments. And whenever we used the tools in the programs we were using, they were the highest rated programs we had done with our Fortune 50 client. And then after 9-11, the opportunity came to buy CRG. So I've owned it for nearly 20 years and then just redid all the tools, reauthored them, ported them online. So I now have 10,000 hours of coaching and I've presented 3,000 paid presentations somewhere around the world in several countries. Wow, impressive. So why do you think behavioral assessments and communication tools are important? Well, anywhere else in life, you benchmark. So if you go to your medical doctor and you ask, what is your blood pressure? And if they were just to be across that seat from you, and say, I think, Jenny, your blood pressure is 120 over 80 without putting the blood cuff on your arm, you would call them a quack. So why wouldn't we do that same thing in coaching? Benchmarking is a critical piece for both the participant and for the coach to be able to establish criteria so that people know where they're at. And I, quite frankly, wouldn't coach without using assessments, I think it would do a disservice to the client. That's helpful, thank you. Now, there are a lot of behavioral assessments on the market, um, things like Myers-Briggs, DISC, and Clifton Strengths Finder. How does your flagship tool, the personal style indicator, differ from these? CRG was actually founded by Dr. Terry Anderson. He was teaching psychology courses in the 70s using Myers-Briggs, and we actually were the exclusive distributors of DISC on the west coast of North America. But we found some inherent issues in the designs that did a disservice to 
the participants. So that was the creation of the personal style indicator, which is multi-theory based. Most of the other tools are not. And it's built for the participant, not for the test giver. And then there's all kinds of, I don't want to get into um, trashing other tools, but there are all kinds of concerns that we have in some of the other designs. So i give you an example. Uh, I was in Murray's position in the mid-90s working with a Fortune 50 company, and they wanted to use another tool. And I refused to based on an integrity point of view. I was not an owner of CRG. I was not the author of the tools at that time. And I said, listen, these are the reasons why. Once I explained those reasons, the clients shifted and switched to the personal style indicator. So today we're talking about having tough conversations. How can reading a client's behavioral or communication assessment help us as coaches have those tough but necessary conversations? Well, one of the number one words that's being used out there right now is self-awareness. And without it, people can't be successful. So in Dr. Tasha's book, Insight, she confirmed that 95% of people believe they know themselves, but her research revealed that 85% of people actually don't. So the key is, is that people, first of all, need to know themselves. They don't even know that they don't know that they don't know. And so behavioral assessments help to understand self. And then number two, we use the word credibility, is that every interaction, behavior that we do and we don't do is affecting our credibility with the people around us. Because one of the things, Jenny, that can happen as a coach, and you're in this career development field too, is that we see that our tools also become a self-validation, meaning that people can stand not from a self-centered point of view, but from a self-honoring point of view. And I can come from confidence and from knowing self, and I just have this clarity. And then from there, from that clarity, then I could start understanding differences. And what does that mean to build relationship with people who are similar? and also different than me. And that's where those difficult conversations can come into play. Say, Ken, do you know that your behavior in this way is not really building a relationship with Murray? And so then I at least can be aware of that. And then, then I can make a choice. Am I going to shift my behavior to build relationship or not? That's really interesting. So I do the Clifton Strengths Finder with a lot of my participants and one of my strengths is maximizer, which means I like to take things from good to great or people from good to great. But I also know as part of that, I can come across as very critical. And it's that self-awareness that has made me understand the way I communicate to certain people and my children to make sure that I'm building them up, not putting them down on a constant basis. Exactly. So please, could you give me an example then of when you have used this with somebody and what the outcome has been for you personally? We had an owner of a very successful company locally, and they were doing about $150 million a year. What he didn't realize is everybody hated his guts. <laughs> now, he was successful because he was just so tenacious and driven. And so we were able to transform the entire organization. And in fact, we were then responsible for the transition of the business to his son, which really had gotten into a high tension situation. So we were able to kind of work through all of that. Now the son is in charge of the company. They even had a contract because he wasn't willing to change completely to not come to the workplace to tick everybody else off. So that was transformational for that company. And now the company is on um, track to do some record sales beyond what they had done before. 
That's a great example. Thank you so much. Now, Ken, the IEPCM is a leading accreditation body who emphasizes the importance of continuous professional development. In fact, to keep up accreditation, we have to have 30 hours each year. So why do you think training to use assessment tools such as yours is an important part of coach or mental professional development? Well, as I mentioned earlier, I believe assessments are foundational to a coaching process. Now, here's another side to it, Jenny, that maybe not all coaches think about. My ability to coach, my ability to serve others is equal to or less than my own development. Part of what happens when people go through our tools and resources is that the coach is developed, the coach is better, the coach is clear, the coach has gone to a new level. And as a result of that, your ability to serve others is improved and increased as well. Thank you so much for your time. Let's flip over the coin and now speak to Murray. Murray, tell us about yourself. Sure. Uh, Jenny, I'm in my 60s, so I've had a lot of road time. Most of my career was in healthcare as a physical therapist, managing and owning businesses on the private side of the Canadian system. Throughout the years, I've always been in the process of building individuals and teams, so moving into an external coaching career was a really natural progression. This year, I'm in the process of actually gaining my master coach designation, so I don't intend to slow down for a while. So when coaching clients, in which instances do you feel it's a good idea to ask the client to use a, an assessment? I use the personal style indicator as a handshake with all of my new clients. Soft skills is a fundamental start for leaders and managers. And these skills include interpersonal skills, communication, problem solving, self and others awareness, and mentoring. So the PSI or personal style indicator immediately allows my client to start the self-awareness, self-understanding, self-acceptance, and self-mastery journey that allows them to grow and to change. Now, you say that you're happy to have tough conversations, but this can feel very scary to some coaches, especially new coaches who are a bit scared of conflict. How do you manage this process? Uh, <laughs> you know, I like to ask the tough questions, Jenny, but I also like to provide kind of a soft place to land and think. So it's been said in so many different ways that the tough times are what produce growth and change, or that the difference between courage and cowardness is hanging on 10 seconds longer. And so unless we really are challenged out of our comfort zone, we have no need to change. And it's, it's also my belief that strong people rarely have an easy past. So therefore the tough conversation, my clients really don't need to be jolted into growth though. So to ask an expanding or searching or complex question often allows them to think through the potential consequences of their actions, self-select the best possible direction that, will, that they will take to serve them and their, those around them the best. So some of the greatest discoveries come when the client is allowed to ask themselves these kind of questions. Am I doing what I really want and what I was designed to do? Am I happy at the end of the day or if I wasn't getting paid, could my day still look the same? Is there a relationship that I need to mend or repair and what is my part? Or if I asked my staff the question, what do you need from me? Would it actually be what I am giving? And then lastly, another great question is, what am I not willing to own that really belongs to me? And so those are the tough questions that probably allow for some internal or self-introspection and give people a chance to say, hmm, what do I need to own? How do I need to show up differently? How can I be more of a servant? 
Thank you. And then just one final question. Have you ever asked one of those questions and then have had to somehow dissipate the tension in the room? Oh, never, Jenny. <laughs> um, sure. I mean, sometimes you get into a, um, you have the group there and I, I do both individual, obviously, and team coaching. And sometimes you'll ask a question that just lands too hard. Interesting enough, though, very early in my life, I was taught the value of silence. And so sometimes rather than trying to bridge or repair or soften, sometimes it's good just to let that hard question ferment for a little bit and see what comes out of it. That's the difficulty and that's the timing, I think, of being a really uh, thoughtful coach. Thank you. Thank you so much, Ken. And thank you so much, Murray. If you're interested in finding out more about the personal style indicator, then go to Ken's website, crgleader.com. And on this website, you can also access 170 fabulous free tools, which cover a huge range of topics, including how to say no to toxic people, rejecting the victim mentality, the gift of friendship, and how to let go of negative thoughts and events. So do check them out. At the IAPCM, we're confident that anybody who attains one of our accreditations will be amongst the very best that the profession has to offer. So if you're somebody who's interested in having some coaching or mentoring and want to find an accredited coach, mentor or training provider, or if you're a professional who's interested in becoming accredited, then please go to our website, coach-accreditation.services. And finally, if there's a topic that you would like me to cover on future episodes of Both Sides of the Coin, then I would love to hear from you. My email, jenny.podcast at coach-accreditation.services. Bye for now.